Live once again every Tuesday night at 8. You know you can catch another exciting edition of the MCW cast. And I'm back in the studio. Glad to have you back, Larry. Yeah, we missed you last week, buddy. Yeah, well, I, I missed being here. And what an insightful interview that was with the pod father, okay, of the game today, <laughs> Mr. Conrad. Yeah, talk about a guy that's figured out this whole wrestling podcasting thing, huh? It's freaking amazing. Not just one, but like seven. Mm-hmm ridiculously successful wrestling podcast like everything he pretty much touches he's even taken over that's what i found interesting like guys like jim ross who had a podcast went to him and been like hey like let's re- let's revamp this thing and do it your way so he's kind of he's, he's taken a lot of podcasts that were already successful and made them even more successful yeah and I heard he had some great feedback about being a guest on our podcast, yeah. just the way that we kind of had everything lined up, easy peasy and lemon squeezy. So Yeah, he's a great guy. It was cool of him to come in studio mm-hmm. while he was in town and kind of knock that out and in- do that for us. Indeed. Thank you, Conrad, for joining us here on the MCW cast. Hopefully we can bring you back and I can be in the studio for yeah. that because I, I felt uh, I was missing out, uh, but other obligations. Uh, but here we are, episode 23. Can you believe it? Yeah, we're uh, we're half almost like six months in, just oh, about right. We're right year, around. Yeah. yeah, we're about mm-hmm. that. We're about half a year in. Yeah. yeah, and and recently announced from old Governor Uncle Larry, a state of emergency lifted, mask mandate gone. We're getting back to business, baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, and hopefully we can announce something really soon because <laughs> it seems like the only thing that's not allowed as of now and. <laughs> The state of Maryland is <laughs> yeah. professional wrestling. Yeah. That's pretty much it. We can uh, <laughs> we can go put you know fifty thousand people in the uh, Orioles Stadium. Yeah, we can fill up I mean, M&T well, Stadium. Probably not Orioles. Pro- I mean, well, probably not for the right game. Yards. For the right, maybe for the right, maybe for the right game. But no offense, to Orioles, but we you could, haven't done really but, good. Um, you know, we still can't do pro wrestling. <laughs> well, there is a light at the uh, end of the tunnel. I mm-hmm. feel it. Shining on my face. But in in the meantime, if you can't get your live wrestling fix, you can check us out. Of course, listen to the podcast, uh, all the major pl- podcast platforms, Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, and CastBox. But not only that, we have other content out there. Our YouTube channel is full of things, including our Flashback Friday. This week, we've got Chris Sabin and Alex Shelley at, from the Shamrock Cup 2006. They're taking you back to that. And um, we've also got the our Thursday night show, the, yeah, the, road, the road, back. Back. road Back. And the first episode of Breakthrough. Props yeah. to Steve and John, who are doing all the work on the editing. But, um, man, we're really putting out a lot of content. If you step back and look for an independent promotion. Not running shows. Not, not <laughs> yeah. running shows. We're not, we ha- it's been 15 months since we've had a live event. And um, we're putting out a decent amount of content with the MCW cast. If you go to our – I was – updating stuff on the youtube page the other day and was kind of looking at it was like man we're i don't think there's many other indie promotions especially indie promotions that aren't running that are putting out this amount of content weekly between our flashback friday matches the thursday night um road backs um mcw cast of course and now um we got a couple episodes in the can of breakthrough Mm we um we debuted that debuted episode one and episode two will be coming up what's the date do we know the date 
the 24th. 24th. June 24th. June yep. 24th will be episode number two of Breakthrough. So, um, yeah, we're, we're getting there. We're ready. We're ready. But we're, we're putting yeah, out a really good amount of content. If you missed Lexington. the first episode you, and you want to check out the recently retired Leo Rush, Breakthrough's your, your place. Yeah, there's a couple so. more matches already in the can yeah. taped of his um, coming up that, you know, that are that are pretty exciting and they've been doing good viewership on facebook and youtube you can go to either platform and watch it just go to search mcw in case you're listening on one of the podcast platforms go to facebook or youtube and search um mcw pro wrestling and watch episode breakthrough it's about 90 minutes really really good stuff yeah i enjoyed it thoroughly and i enjoyed being a part of it um and we want to hear back from you fans so when you do go search it out if you didn't watch it premiere uh leave some comments go ahead and share that episode uh let us know what you think um i'm not the only one who looks at it but even someone like a leo rush or you know joe keys is looking at those comments so maybe you could interact with your favorite mcw star all it takes is just to join in the on the conversation and leave comments on the video we see those so thank you uh for sticking with us as we created all this content and with that said we got some ice cold cold brew here that we're sipping on. It's getting on. a little nice warm in Yeah, yep. you know, cold brew tonight. <clears throat> and we got an ice cold episode of the MCW cast with some ice cold guests. I'm talking about two of the OGs of the MCW Pro locker room. Two dope sideswipe the Ghetto Mafia in the house. The original version. Of the Ghetto Mafia, too. That's right, because there have been different iterations yeah. uh, of uh, the, the stable. Uh, but I'm so excited to bring our guests out to share some stories with them. For you to join us, we're going to take a brief pause for a little internet station identification. But we'll be right back with episode 23 of the MCW cast. And we are back here live on the MCW cast and joining us in the studio from the corner of Poplar Grove and Edmondson Avenue, the original Ghetto Mafia, Two Dope, and Sideswipe. Thank you for joining us on the MCW cast. Oh, wow. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we finally exactly. made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talk about some OGs, man. We've had a lot in well, the past couple weeks. Correct me if I'm wrong, but... Uh, Tudope is the second student that ever joined the original Bone Te- Break. Technically, we always give RJ like the, but it was really a tie. Like they both actually a signed day up apart. on the same day. Yeah, it was <laughs> a day apart. It was yeah. a day apart. I was okay. day first. Oh, okay. <laughs> day one. He, oh. he could have it. No, he could have it. All right. Was he really the? Were you? He was, he was a second. He was a he second. Was really? Student, yeah. He just ruined our gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> just well, totally, he could have totally it. Though, exposed you know. us. Uh, yeah. That's amazing to think that you know, with a professional wrestling school opening up. In what was it, 98? 97. 97, yeah. your first student was an African-American uh, you know, fan, I guess, at the time. Oh, like, yeah, a sh- super fan. Super yeah, fan. well, oh, that just goodness. goes to show Baltimore is a real wrestling town. It is. And not just a wrestling town, but a large population of the money been. that's been generated has mm-hmm. been black dollars, you know? My mm-hmm. mom taking me to the shows. and I think that's probably one of the reasons they gave us Ron Simmons. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, 100%. As the first black totally. world champion. Yep. Don't you think that's one yep. of the reasons they yep. gave it to Baltimore? Yep. And, yep. and boy, you can look at that footage. I was there. I was all I the was way up too. top. I was you know, too. I was all the way up top, but Baltimore exploded. Exploded. I was there with uh, and, uh, black f- friends that were wrestling mm-hmm. fans. It was a big moment. It was a moment. big deal. And yeah. un- unsuspecting. Yeah. yeah. Unsuspecting. Um, 
Huge. It was it was awesome. It was a great moment, just yeah. in general. Really unbelievably emotional. And a moment for Baltimore. You yeah. know, a lot yeah. of things happened in the history of wrestling, you know. Remember uh, the guy, the scene that's the guy with the North Carolina Tar Heel shirt, the black guy in the front row bawling? Like oh, I yeah, felt like that yeah, was yeah. like an iconic moment with that, like that moment always went hand in hand. They went to him and he was like bawling. And you know what? Way he more, was right in the front row. Way more authentic than maybe, you know, when Kofi oh, completely won. You know authentic. what I mean? Yeah. Because, oh, yeah. because there were yeah. no cameras. There were no, no smartphones right. back then. Yeah. So, you know, this was real emotion. Real yeah. yeah. Well, so. let me ask y'all, since y'all was there and seen the whole show, did you expect it? No. Or Absolutely was, not. I didn't think so. Because yeah. no. you know I was a dumb wrestling fan. I didn't have – I never – up until the days of training, I was training, and I didn't know any. I was training in wrestling. I didn't know anything about Dave Meltzer, the sheets, the behind-the-scenes stuff. I knew nothing except what was on TV and in the wrestling magazines. Wow. So I was a completely dumb wrestling fan or just a mark. Yeah. yeah. So, no, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't know Jake Roberts. I didn't even know he was gone from WWE when he came out and jumped Sting mm -hmm. and set that whole thing up. No, I yeah. was – I remember, I think, hearing years later like that, that had been in the sheets that Jake was going to be a surprise, but I didn't know. Yeah, it was all – And for me it was such a surprise <laughs> because, you know, and I'm sure, you know, Sideswipe and Too Dope, you can relate. Growing up in the early 80s and the 90s, black – guys didn't win on tv um yeah. as as talented as coco was he was usually losing to the big boss man yeah. or right. virgil was taking the fall to Shawn michaels so for an african-american who actually looked like he could take vader to take yeah. vader in baltimore yeah. it was like a magical moment well yeah. we can't we can't ignore the fact that bill watts was the booker at the time so you would expect that and you know when you when you hear and because I, I don't even know if I remember the old new. Well, Bill I knew Watts was a big fan of. Yeah, he was Ron a fan Simmons, of right? Ron Simmons. Because he, Bill Watts was a big fan of athletes right. in yeah. general. You yeah. hear a lot of like, uh, you hear a lot of like, um, whispers in the wrestling business. Like Bill Watts was a racist, but like people that I talk to in wrestling, guys like Jim Ross and all, what all like that just wasn't true. No, he was, a, he, was a, he was a, he was an African American fan, you know, a, a fan of the African American athlete. Yeah, and know. he loved athletes in general. Yeah, so and that's that what Ron totally Simmons was from yeah, Florida yeah, State. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, it was bittersweet because I was the biggest freaking Sting mark. So oh, the boy, fact I that Sting got <laughs> taken out, I went <laughs> there expecting to see Sting <laughs> regain the title. So as the night unfolded, it went from disappointing to what turned out to be a really one of the more probably iconic moments in wrestling history that mm -hmm. we were there for. Probably like top ten. You I'll have say, to rank yeah. It, oh, yeah. Know, in in the history yeah. of it wrestling. It couldn't have been in a better uh, better, yeah, uh, better place, yeah. yeah. Right. So just tying all that together, two dope, first student of Bone Breakers, African-American, proud, loud, and got in there and eventually went on to the heights of being rage champion, tag team champion, and having yeah. a lush career here. In, in Maryland Championship Wrestling. Let's yeah. let's talk about oh, yeah, both of y'all's careers, um, starting from the beginning. Well, I, I want to ask, how did Sideswipe get in here? <laughs> oh, yeah, right, right <laughs> on. Yeah, when did you pop in? You yeah, were, right, you were I, I need the timeline close. in front of me. I hear you. So you were not too long after, right? He wasn't too long after we opened. Um, When did you remember when you signed up? No, I don't remember. You were on the first show. You, yeah, you were on yeah, the first yeah, show. Yeah, that would have been show. July 98. Right. We were Bone Breakers was opened 
Was that your very first show that you competed? Tapsco Arena. Was that the first show you worked yeah. on? So we probably opened Bone Breakers about a year. It was, it was year. the hitbangers that, that he heard right. about that it, that made him drive to Bone Breakers. Really? When, yeah. you, when you had the hitbangers down at I, the school. Okay. They were the tag champs, the WWF tag champs. They did a signing at the yeah. school. Yeah. What yeah. happened, I went to um, the USA Arena before they closed, and um, I got the flyer for oh, the Oh, yeah. That was, was, that was how we got flyers. the word out. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's right. Flyering uh, works. I heard it that does. the Bone Breakers is going to be there for autograph sign. So grab a couple of buddies of mine. I'm like, oh man, let's go down here, man. I want. Were they WWF tag champs at the time they yeah, did the signing for us? I think yeah, they were. Think yeah, they, were. they definitely were. Yeah. Uh-huh. Shout out to Glenn and Chad. Uh, <laughs> rode up um, to Bone Breakers, got in there, autograph signs, signed a contract to train them. Then from then, the rest is hit. history. Now, were you planning <laughs> to sign up to train, or this was just? Oh all no, I was oh. planning to sign up to train. You were. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you were probably within the first six months. Yeah. Because you probably had a couple months training, and then yeah. you did the first yeah. show. We were yeah. from the time we opened Bone Breakers to the time we launched MCW was about a year mm-hmm. in between. So um, yeah, I would say you were probably within the first six months. Yeah, yeah. Of course, uh, when me and RJ uh, started, we was wrestling on the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you were part so, of that. You were part of that. So Dan tells the story all the time about how you know day one everything looked great with the yeah. rented ring. You remember day two, that? Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember show that. Up and he talks a lot about RJ's expression. So what was your impression when you walked in on day two and now there's no ring? I'm like what the? F- <laughs> 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 oh my like, oh. god. But no, no, I, yeah. I, I knew they Did were legit because I, I actually tried tried out and um, when I tried out it was at uh, MEWF. So I, I, knew, I knew Dan and Axel was legit. And, uh, okay. Yeah, we were just fake. Yeah. We honestly fake it till you make it. That's what we did. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing. We, we, we was just wondering when, when, when we was going to actually see a ring. Did you believe? Did, did you believe any of the BS when we were saying like you guys need to pay your dues, or you were like, what the hell are these guys talking about? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I tell you, I, I was kind of going with the flow, but I think RJ was way more mad. Oh, he was <laughs> pissed. <laughs> RJ was pissed, man. He was not yeah, having it. Yeah, RJ yeah, was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, that's he why just, I wanted to know how you felt like, about it. Well, I, I, I was, you know, well, I was kind of going through a rough time in my life, so oh, you were split up with your old lady at the oh, time. Oh yeah, right? man, your baby's mom. Yeah, I didn't give a damn. I remember what that. Yeah. That. yeah, we could have did anything. Oh man, we've, <laughs> we've had so many of these talks over the last twenty five yeah, years. Good gracious, of life. So um, I didn't really. Any place you know, was better than home. Got yeah. It. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we. So yeah. RJ. RJ wasn't having I was at Heartbreak Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So wrestling yeah. was your escape, getting away from, you know. It always has been, though. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, interesting enough, um, when I first tried out, we were, we her, me and my uh, daughter's mother was together. She went, it was me, her, my mother, and our kid. So when I went to try out, so she was trying to discourage me because she didn't want me to, she didn't want me to do it anyway. So, mm-hmm. um. We ended up breaking up, and soon as around the time we broke up, Dan called. He had, you know, he had my number from the waiver that I sent. So next thing you know, I'm like, income tax came around. I had just enough to start school, so I went for it. And there it was. Yeah. Hasn't, hasn't wrestling always been that though, man? I remember, um, man, the toughest times I've been through in my life. The one place I could go would be on a show in a wrestling ring. Oh, everything just goes away. Yeah. No matter what you're going yeah. through in life. That's all was always I think for me the one thing about being in the ring 
that you just couldn't explain to people that no matter how bad life was, uh-huh. when you walked out that curtain and for mm-hmm. that 15 minutes you were mm-hmm. out there, everything just went away. Like right. it didn't matter. It was it was always that way. You know, the interesting thing with me too is uh, wrestling attracts so many different people of all walks of life and we just all just became one family just like that. It is. Mm-hmm. It, I it mean, is, it's, it's that, instantaneous. Oh, yeah. I'm like, God dang. And I'm like, wow, I never hung out with white guys before. And I'm like, <laughs> man, white guys, you know how to party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, that's. Oh, you, you know, know how to party. Uh, too. Yeah, 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 true well, that. Do, do we need to talk about that Christmas well, you, party? You, I, you I, know I, the one. I, <laughs> Roast me. Hey. I'm like, <laughs> you know that. You see me in the burning I saw, <laughs> I saw way more of Two Dope than I ever thought I would. Yes, Hell let's yeah. put it that way. <laughs> and I was talking trash earlier that night. I'm like, how did I end up uh, in a, in a oh. compromised position? <laughs> two, yes. two words Corporal Punch. Yeah, yes. Corporal yes, Punch. Yes, Corporal punch. That was it. Corporal Punch. <laughs> yep. Bring, bring that back this year. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Isn't that like. In this world that we live in now, right, mm-hmm. where, like, you seem, especially always around election time, things seem so divided, right, uh, mm-hmm. by, you know, sexual orientation, race. Right. Like, the world, like, I've always thought over the mm-hmm. years, like, that was the other thing that always was just great about wrestling. Like, it oh, wasn't yeah. that. Like, what, like, I always felt like we were in this, go, go back 20 years before all this, like, cultural stuff. In the world, like wrestling was this bubble that was just different races mm-hmm. and sexual mm-hmm. orientations, mm-hmm. and none of it mattered. Nope. Like because we just had this one singular love and passion, and we yeah. were, you know what I mean? Well, there was never, I never, I never. It I didn't never, matter to the dominant culture, <laughs> maybe, but it mattered to the other people. Did like, it matter to you? It guys? mattered to um, every African American no. male athlete who wasn't yeah. getting a push. It mattered to every female being degraded. It mattered to literally everybody else except the dominant majority. You know, but it it's <laughs> it still provided the entertainment value that could had the ability to transport anyone, no matter who you were. But I wouldn't say that those internal struggles <laughs> didn't exist because they did. did. They just didn't apply to everybody, right. and they still don't. Do you, Correct. do you, I mean, how, do, how I did know. you feel like when you came in, Larry? Well, I mean, just like how Dope mentioned, you kind of instantaneously are embraced by this family. Mm-hmm. And what I can go back to is, um, you know, when I would go to events, when I would go to events and I would be amongst the crowd, a lot of the times the person right next to me would have like tattoos, like sometimes Iron Cross tattoos and things mm-hmm. like that, which probably would be a red flag to me. Mm-hmm. But it's losing ourselves in the, the wrestling that's going on that, you know, by the end of it, we're hugged up on each other, screaming and jumping together. And never once are we thinking like, oh, I don't like black people or, oh, this white person doesn't like me because it's just that powerful of a draw that those things don't matter. So in some regard, I do. I do agree with both of you. Um, Well, like from the fan side, absolutely. That's what I mean. It transcends all things, race, class, gender, all of that, the being a fan. I'm I'm talking about about being inside. On the inside. I'm talking about on the inside. Well, I mean, I happen to come to a very, come into a very diverse, uh, you know, Oh, it was already established. Yeah, it was, or I had Swipe, Derek, Quentin, Marcus. Like I had, uh, and even students, uh, Kashawn. 
You know, so yeah, we were always yeah. incredibly diverse. Right. Very. Talk to the only black guy for a while first. Huh? <laughs> Talk to the only black guy that was around yeah, for a while. First. Yeah. What? So what? When we first opened? Yeah, I never. Um, I wasn't worried about it. I, I, you know, um, I felt comfortable. You know, very much mm-hmm. so. You know what I mean? Felt welcome. You know what I mean? And in and, and that time, it was different in general. Not not just, but the way we trained. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, I prefer it that way. Yeah, because you, you unfortunately you, you, you uh, get away with you, that. You earned you earned the. Spot. We'd all have charges pressed against us. Yeah, mm. yeah, that rough see, stuff. But see, like yeah. uh, uh, you know, I never thought of doing anything like that. You know what I mean? What's that? Just you never thought of it as as uh. I just thought of it, say, I want to get into wrestling. I'll right. do mm-hmm. what the hell I had to do to get there. Right. You know what I mean? It's been interesting over the years to over hear there. stories from, <laughs> from people working, in, you know, that have worked for different companies. It's been interesting over the past several years to hear some of them say these things, you know, that they experienced, you know, suppression or they experienced discrimination behind the scenes. But then to hear somebody else that, you know, say the exact opposite, that, well, maybe they didn't. So, I mean, there's a in well, any that, business, there's that, a hierarchy, any the, business, that's you know what I mean? And, that, and the wrestling business. Like, I'd have to say, as a promoter of, like, 25 years, a lot of people look for reasons why they weren't getting pushed, you know? And not to say that racism and things like that didn't have a part to do with it, but at the end of the day, it's just really about, you know, whether the the promoter thinks you can draw money. Sometimes there's friendships involved. Um, You know, it's so many other things, but I can't tell you how many times over the years... I've heard dumb comments about why I didn't push somebody and it would be something like so stupid. Like, <laughs> no, I just that wasn't my vision. At the end of the day, like Tommy Dreamer says it best, you're you're doesn't matter how good you are. A lot of times it's just one person's vision. Even for a long time when I was the only guy booking, it was just my vision. My vision was never guided by whether you're black or white or gay or a woman. It was just, you know, what I saw as at that time for you know 10 years or so while I was doing that what I saw is what made sense or made you know um was good stuff well, well can, you know? can I can I say something yeah 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 uh, you, see and I always I always looked at it like uh everyone has a role to play you know what I mean like I had no problem being the thug I mean he's the legit too dope but you know, I was just <laughs> playing too, you know what I mean but I had no problem doing that so that was fun and cool I, I, me personally, I think race and sex sells. So mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I, I always liked all of that stereotypical stuff. I found it humorous, but uh, I can, I can kind of understand where some people can get offended these days. But mm-hmm. it never really bothered me. And uh, like, say for instance, uh, somebody like Lando Jordan, he's supposed to be the heavyweight champion. You know what I mean? I maybe supposed to be the cruiserweight champion or the tag team. So I don't, I never really looked at. You know, I kind of got that old school mentality when it comes to the wrestling business still a little bit. And don't you think that wrestling is stereotypical? That's the whole thing when you get into this, like, you get into this culture we live in. It's like, well, this is stereotypical or that's stereotypical to black people. Well, what about stereotypical hillbilly out? You know, it's like Mm -hmm. like wrestling just is stereotypical. Like some of the best gimmicks. Like, But it's like you can... You make a complaint. Well, this is stereotypical. Stereotypical to a black guy, or well, it's all stereotypical. The same as hillbilly gyms. 
a hillbilly. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Like it's, it's like it's. I don't know. It's kind of an easy way out, and it just perpetuates microaggressions against different people, whether it's class or race or gender. So I, I feel like we're kind of, I don't know. If you know better, you do better, kind of thing. So there's room for improvement, maybe. Like, do we have to only use those tropes? I mean, can't we do better? Well, I think it goes you know back what I mean? to what it, it does sell. Yeah, I it's agree. Like it but yeah. it's not can't only does do it sell, better? but some well. You know. I mean, if it works, it works, and if right. it's funny, it's funny. Police Academy's never going to not be funny to me, <laughs> right. even though right. I look right. back right. at it and I'm like, right. Oh, my God. Wow, right. I grew up you know? watching, like, Archie in- Bunker and stuff with my grandparents. Like, believe me, I definitely watch, well, I, I, I laughed mean, at totally of, inappropriate things, right, but what I'm saying is, you know, right. yeah. we can find ways to be entertaining, too, that don't necessarily perpetuate stereotypes, too, you know, but <laughs> yeah. I, I get that it sells. Yeah. I mean, I, but, uh, how Archie many girl shows did I do? You know what I mean? Like, I completely understand that well, certain it, things sell. I participated in them as well. Like, I like, get it. Like, uh, I tell you some of the, some of my, uh, <laughs> some of the funniest TV was uh, Sexual Chocolate in China <laughs> and the, um, um, the oh, trans, May Young, May Young. Uh, yeah. Yeah, all that kind of stuff <laughs> right. was Funny. Yeah. Well, yeah. it was so unbelievable too. Like yeah. you knew it wasn't it was real. Like it, it was. was yeah, it was yeah. just. What are they gonna? Where are they going with this? Right. What are they gonna yeah, do next? At the time, that was really funny. But you you go ten years earlier, and you have, you know, slick. You know, yeah. who became Reverend Slick, you know, yeah. eating the fried chicken yeah, in the right. KFC to introduce Jive Soul Bro, the song. Yeah. You know, and right. His relationship with Akeem. So it's like. I guess as the society evolves, then we kind of all have a collective, oh, yeah. together we can laugh at this and find it humorous knowing that he's not really like that. This is just an act. Yeah. Um, you know, and that the evolution of that has kind of, in my opinion, made pro wrestling not as fun, not as entertaining on a larger scale. You've, you've <laughs> got to find that in kind of places right. like us. Well, you know? right. yeah. like, like look at Glow and Welfare Queen. For example, that played off of a, the the misconception of what the typical person on welfare looked like, and that <laughs> was pushed out by the president at the time. And then that caught on. Mm. And then look at people still think what that that's what queen? people look like on welfare. People right. still think that to this day, fifty years you know past when it was first said. You know, so there is a danger to playing into these tropes and these you know microaggressions to continue to do it because then you don't break that cycle and so like i said people that's a perfect example well yeah especially with stuff being sensationalized as it is these days and i mean it's off the hook i mean gracious i we have it it seemed like it seemed well yeah and it seemed like you know it seemed like we were um we're more diver- uh, diverse now than we ever been. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, well, divided. I mean? Well, that's how yeah, the politicians uh, uh, win elections. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah. Here. It's one hundred percent about politicians winning. Yeah, elections. I don't. I don't know where I am these days. No more. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I find really. myself just living in the past. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's. It's. Um. I mean, you. We can go into hours of conversations about how the politicians win elections by dividing us up in groups. You know. That's. Wow. Uh, why do you think all that stuff's always pushed heavy around election time? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I don't. <laughs> yeah. These things are always there. <laughs> it's just they get more or less attention during different times. So I yeah, guess they we should just say that. Yeah. And yeah. I yeah. will, full disclaimer, like I do this for a living. Like I talk about DEI. I, I train 
Baltimore County police officers in on diversity, equity, and inclusion. I teach this at a college, so mm-hmm. I'm just giving full disclosure if it sounds like I'm talking about this stuff because that's like what oh, I've studied. That's yeah, what I've yeah, studied for years, yeah. and that's what I do. So you know, it, it's it's important to know that these things have always been there, mm-hmm. and um, you know, we are changing. Society does change. You know, and it's not that all of a sudden these things are in the news. Yeah, they are. Well, we also have nonstop instant news available at our fingertips 24-7. And that mm-hmm. wasn't a thing that we had before then either. You know, I mean, there, there's lots of different examples, you know, like um, just how fast we get information. So now it seems like, oh, this is all of a sudden this is everywhere. But like right. it's always been here. <laughs> you right, know what right, I mean? Like you. these are so. Anyway. Basically, because there's so much of a, a, a news cycle. That yeah, it's exactly. Always, it's always, you, Which you, is, you I think, a great thing because we're having a conversation we wouldn't have had five years ago or 10 years ago. Oh, we're yeah, sure right. as hell oh, not yeah. 20 years ago. We're oh, having yeah. a conversation. Yeah. So I think oh, it's yeah. a great thing. Oh, but yeah. We, sh- we should. We should. We should. But yeah. you know what? We're going to have to stop our conversation for a second because we've got to take a, a quick break, real quick. We're going to come back. And we're going to talk about some more about your early days in MCW right. and some other and things you guys we did after. Because I don't remember how you guys. Yeah, I want to hear this, too, because they were a team when I got to MCW, so I don't know how they started. It happened sometime in Bone Breakers. We'll figure it out after this break. All right. We'll be right back. All right, and we're back. I wanted to touch on, because with with a lot of these podcasts, um, I find myself being reminded of things I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. One of those being, how did we get you guys together? You were, if you were, you were like the first day, and you were probably six months to a year afterwards. Did it just happen at training, just kind of like it normally does? Like, no, it just happened. Like, okay, we we got three black guys. Here's the, let's put them together. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Is that how it was? That's how it was. Really. Was, <laughs> was it sucker punch. Right? Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Right. Oh, uh-huh. sucker punch. I was gonna mention I him. Yeah. I forgot about because he was still punch. around when yeah. I was there when I came. Okay, but not. But he left right after that, didn't yeah, he? he? Didn't, yeah, what he, couldn't, he, he didn't, couldn't handle it. He yeah, was, he just oh, he left because his wife left him and he was brokenhearted. Is that what happened? That's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, and he lived in Virginia. And he just yeah. disappeared. He never even came back. Wife said, right. give up wrestling or I'm leaving you. He gave up wrestling. Wow, and what a bitch. Wow. Yeah, one, once they give you that heads up, it's kind of like a warning. They're just looking for an excuse crazy. at that point. I, and, mm-hmm. and to be mm-hmm. fair, not just women, but probably... Cause, uh, with women in wrestling, guys in general, once the relationship's threatened by that, like if you're if you're that insecure to probably threaten your relationship right. or something like that, you're probably on your way out anyway and just looking for an excuse. But that's yeah. the truth. With and she time. probably um like God, damn, what I'm gonna come up with next? Yeah, I know. Quit wrestling, <laughs> huh? She, she she was like, he quit wrestling. Yeah, he quit I'm your a, job. Or I'm, I'm gonna get ri- yeah. I'm gonna get rid of him like this guy. Yeah, I didn't think he was gonna leave wrestling. Right. Yeah, he did, and he disappeared, mm-hmm. never came back. So he was only around for a minute, but he was um, – Sucker Punch was around for the six-man that we did with Yokozuna yeah. that would have mm-hmm. been like six months into MCW, right? So right. like, yep. so he was around for a minute. Mm-hmm. I mean, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they just did that Yoko documentary, and the footage, some of the primary footage from MCW is Yoko doing something to Sucker Punch. Yeah. Him yeah. Oh, dropping yeah. a leg. AJ yeah, Fritzoy, yeah. the bruiser, and Yokozuna versus Tudo, Sucker Punch, and Sideswipe. Yeah. Glenn Burney, 1998, yeah. November 4th. Yeah, so wow. he was around for a minute, maybe yeah. six months, and then That's it John. just, he disappeared, and it just became, went from the six man 
So we were kind of doing the six man a year uh, years before, like the six man's got popular again in the two thousands, but mm-hmm. trios, I guess, as they're referred to. So that's right. Well, I, I actually, I was supposed to be the singles guy, and they were going to be the team Orville and uh, Sucker Punch. So, so I was the stereotypical promoter, just putting three black guys together. Yeah. Well, I mean, actually, is that what you're saying? And like I was saying, these things have existed. But I mean, I bet you Axel had a hand in that too, because Axel was kind of like guiding a lot of. Yeah, I don't even remember. Yeah, I'm sure Axel did guide a lot of creative. Three black guys, put them together. You know, well, Sucker Punch didn't really fit the bill. Damn racist, Axel Rotten. You know, like you probably, I don't remember, but Axel was having a lot of creative back at the time. But I, I didn't even remember. I didn't mm-hmm. remember. But you guys quickly got over. Mm-hmm. You yeah. quickly got over yeah. and became um, like the, the one of the main focus of the yeah, team. You know, one of the main yeah. teams, yeah. and you worked yeah. the Hardy Boys before they got signed. Got uh, to beat Dom Array down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when Tom Brandy was dropping the N bomb? On the microphone? On the microphone. I, vaguely. Was that in, uh, uh, was Teamsters that at Teamsters, Hall. right? Yeah. Dundalk, yeah. Yeah. That was like 1998 or okay. 99. Was, that I, I was like, That was before oh, me. Yeah. Like, I came in 2000, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, like, yeah, even I then I was that. like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Well, it probably went over pretty well in that locale. <laughs> I mean. Uh, it was like shock, huh? Yeah, I don't remember any booze. Do you right. remember? <laughs> do you remember when we went to Alabama? Of course. And we said, hey, go out there. And it wasn't a <laughs> black person in the crowd. You remember this? I was there. I've there wasn't a black it. person in the crowd. It was backwoods. It was Biola Battery Community <laughs> Center. Mm-hmm. Right? In mm-hmm. Biola Battery, Alabama. So backwoods. Do you remember Jimmy's Live Chicken and Used Tires? Do you remember stopping <laughs> at that? No. <laughs> Going to that building in Alabama. There was a Jimmy's. That's what it was a, like an old gas station. It okay. was a Jimmy's used tires and live chickens. Well, that's a combination you didn't know you needed. <laughs> that's what they sold. I mean, this was before the days of like phones and, or I would have been, that would have been all over my social media because we used to yeah. just right. go nuts. We had like the flip phones. We didn't even yeah. have camera phones. Derek set us up all with phones back in the day. That's right. We yeah. would, we would have just crack up every, that's how we knew we were in backwoods. Alabama, wow. when we got to Jimmy's used tires and live chickens. Yeah, it's like, what am wow. I going to buy today? Some used tires <laughs> or some <laughs> live chickens? But you cut the promo about being about taking home one of the white girls. Oh, yeah, up I, the remember that. I remember that. And the crowd started chanting the N-word. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 500 uh-huh. people uh-huh. started <laughs> chanting. Now I'm scared. And we were were sure Stevie Richards and all we were Uh like ready. We were it was like the second match. We were ready to leave and get too dope to hell. We were all ready to rush the ring. (laughs) (laughs) True story. Yeah, we were like we were all our mouse hit the floor and like the whole locker room went silent. Oh, Oh, wow. (laughs) They were chanting the N word. Yeah. In night, this was 1998 in Alabama. And Uh and because he well, he did go on a scathing about. 
like pointing out white girls. You're like, that's a good looking white girl. That's a good looking like one of these white girls is going back with me and be on my big black Johnson. Remember? That's what you know what I mean. You're going. One of these white girls is going to see a big black Johnson. Now, how did that make you feel? Did that come all from off of the dome, or did someone tell you like? Oh, we were totally feeding it to. We were all (laughs) laughing about it in the back collectively all of us Stevie yeah. Richards all of us but we were laughing this is going to be great heat <laughs> not in Alabama yeah and they started chanting I believe it. the n-word <laughs> like it was 1950 I just knew somebody was going to come over railing we were ready by your car <laughs> we, we were ready we were like Stevie we were sending on. a guy out to get in the car we were all ready I'm sure like 10 of us to jump in the car and leave the show with him well, I mean it's, <laughs> wow. it's Baton Rouge where is it and we changed the finish right you were supposed to win who, and who we was said, because I, I was, we was said, no, 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 he's got to do the job. <laughs> we sent the word to the ref, like he's got to lose, because we were like, if he wins, mm-hmm. it might be bad. So we changed the finish, right? I didn't even want to go back up the aisle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm sure yeah. you didn't. But we look changed. at how you could do that to kind of, uh, I don't want to say manipulate the crowd, but make sure that they go home Give happy, right. so yeah. that they don't exactly. get even more yeah. wild. I up. think they wanted it, more than that, more was, than a loss. Was to this make against them happy. Tony Sweat? Was it? Maybe. That? It may have been. Yeah. I can't. Re- I can't remember who the opponent was because I thought it, I thought it was uh, R.J. or Stevie, as because uh, I know I worked them a few times down. down I, because it was so shocking. <laughs> yeah. We were so. We were all. That's. I remember the one moment like that. I was had no idea what to do and was like, "What the hell is happening?" <laughs> because too, like. That would have went over in Baltimore, a very culturally diverse, and it's blacks and whites. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It would have probably got the the reaction of right. him just saying the white. But in Battery, Alabama, no way. Didn't get the right reaction. <laughs> <laughs> no. wow. Didn't get the right. It got the total opposite reaction. Uh, right. You were you were in the ring. What were you thinking? I was like. Oh my God! What did I just do? It kind of is reminiscent of um, you know, we just actually recently lost New Jack in the pro wrestling community, but mm-hmm. that was one of the things in the old Smoky Mountain days, which uh-huh. would have been predating you know MCW's trip down to Alabama. That New Jack and Mustafa used to do quite a bit uh, yeah. to you know under the behest of Jim Cornette. And it was probably, to be honest, because I was always a fan. I always liked New Jack. And I was training in the early 90s. So this is post-Gangsta mm-hmm. Smoky mm-hmm. Mountain. To be honest, we were probably stealing the gangsta Oh, stuff. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I ripped them You know what I mean? We were probably, oh, yeah. at, on that oh, promo yeah. and the idea of it was oh, probably, yeah. it wasn't like it just came to us like, hey, let's go out there and say some racist mm-hmm. stuff in Alabama. Yeah. To be fair, because that was a couple years after they were hot and they were in ECW now at that time, yep. we probably were stealing we oh, were yeah, probably ripping off the gangsta of stuff. Yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of them. It just by La Battery, Alabama wasn't ready. <laughs> no, <laughs> not, I'm not even sure not yet. they're ready now. Yeah. To be honest. So. yeah. Yeah, they definitely weren't ready then. We were actually supposed to work them uh, uh, in Fort Meade. You, you was going to bring them the gangsta. Yeah. yeah. Yep. The gangsters versus the ghetto mafia. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) We wouldn't probably be sitting here today. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you one thing. Probably one of the reasons that the uh, crowd down in Biola Battery, Alabama, got so worked up is if I remember correctly from when I first came, you guys really looked the part of a ghetto mafia. Um, You know, the chains, you were... 
really swole when I remember first coming <laughs> yeah. around, and you were really looking kind of like this guy came off the corner of Poplar Grove and Edmonton <laughs> Avenue. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I bet you part of the thing that happened was that those some of those good old boys were probably scared <laughs> that, oh, yeah, these guys probably will take all our white yeah. women. <laughs> yeah. right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're not yeah. trusting these boys uh, from Baltimore. Right, exactly. <laughs> We've heard about you up there. Yeah. Indeed, yeah. indeed. Yeah, they, yeah. Definitely, they definitely were a little um, self-conscious. I think uh, I'm that, sure. that Dudope was actually going to leave with some of their white daughters. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, here we always talk about the reality of of pro wrestling, right? Sure, we joke about that right now, but if you remember, in that same part of the country, all Emmett Till had to do was whistle. Yeah, and look at what happened to him. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. you know so that's that runs that, deep. Yeah, yeah, of of the right. kind of fear of yeah. like you know the conquering black man that's gonna come in with this long big spear, <laughs> and, you know, stab our girls up, you know, or, or big something else. <laughs> 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 you know? That's, what, that's what I think they were worried about in Alabama. <laughs> oh their wives, their daughters getting stabbed by something well, else. And you know what they say: once you go black, you never go back. <laughs> well, oh I've definitely God. heard some stories over my days about some of the times where. Y'all's nights was very fruitful <laughs> in that regard. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, kind oh, of, man, you know, yeah, when y'all was gracious. in the back hills of West Virginia or wherever. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, I heard a few stories out there in Chicago, Colorado, Huh? Colorado. Palo Alto? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that up there for? That's for the W, the W. Yeah, um. You know the hip hop thing y'all did. Y'all used to. Oh, always, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. we worked um, Schrader and Marty. Yeah. At that time. Yeah. We oh, did. was that for Mike did. Burns? Yes. Mike Burns. Yeah. When he had his little thing, he had a good little thing going on. Yeah, it was. I, I, we had fun doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys went on a run, and I mean, you were around forever. Um, in the first incarnation of MCW, um, like, and one of the most dominant teams. How, how many time tag champs were you guys? Yeah. I don't know the answer to that, but I, I was, was going to say, did you see up. yourselves uh, as co- being a part of a tag team? Like when you guys signed up, um, did you say, I'm I'm going to be a wrestler? Like, did you see yourself as a part of a tag team, either one of you? Well, you know, um, I don't, I kind of, I no, I see me doing a thug gimmick. Okay. But, um, I, Dan had a real good idea for me uh, at first because we used to, tr- you know, we used to shoot wrestle all the damn time. I remember. So hold on. This is going to get me out of being the racist. Warren <laughs> <laughs> um, Armbar Harris. Yes. The I, I actually was supposed so to be. there, Tara. It was Axel Rotten. I'm he sure was the it racist. was. Yeah. I'm sure it was. I, that's okay. right. Because I was actually so. supposed to do be like a task. Warren Armbar Harris. Yeah, do Weren't like a gonna, task we, gimmick. We're, yeah, 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 like Taz. Yeah. That's right. Like yeah. a shoot wrestler. Wow, yeah. and you, you're the perfect build. For that, and That's also, right. yeah, kind yeah, of. I was, I was actually pretty good because you were. Doing I didn't wrestle in school, but the That's only one right. I couldn't beat. I was forgot, RJ. but it just remembered. <laughs> I forgot, I just remembered. Oh yeah. wait, you said you couldn't beat RJ, or no, you I, could, I, I couldn't beat him, and um, nobody could beat no, RJ. No, at that but time. I beat everybody else, but RJ, and yeah. um, it got that was you. while they were paying their dues. Yeah. Waiting to earn the right to perform in a ring <laughs> because there was no because we, <laughs> right. we didn't have the money. So well, I mean, there. Right. I mean, those are your first. What lessons. about I mean, no fireman carries on a blue mat? Hey, what was worse though? Do you guys remember? 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 God love him. Cue ball, Carmichael tells oh, yeah. me he knows yeah. how to build a wrestling ring. Uh. Oh, the porch he built. He built the deck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this was. 
<laughs> we that's one of the that's that's the other part of the story that I've always left out. Things were so tight with money when we were looking around for rings to buy, and Cue Ball Carmichael pitches to me, brother, I know how to build a ring. Blah blah blah. She tells me everything to order. He comes up. He builds a freaking deck because <laughs> it had no give. Am I lying? Oh, oh hell! Man. The concrete floor was harder. Oh wow. <laughs> The, I con- got a the concrete floor was softer, the first was softer than the ring he built. Dude, it was bone rattling when you would bump in it. And Ooh. we'd have thick padding in oh it, but God. you would bump and your body would just would just Was it collapse. solid wood? It was, yeah. Oh, yeah. There like was no give. Oh, wow. It wasn't Oak. built like a wrestling ring where it there's flex. We actually, when we, we then ordered a ring, because by then we had got a couple students, we ordered one from a guy, Ted, I can't think of his last name, in, in Atlanta. And he brought up a ring, and then we had our wood ring, and he showed us how to make adjustments on it to give it flex. Some right. give, yeah. To okay. make it. But then at well, the that time. Well, that was after my concussion and after RJ's concussion, which <laughs> right. was the day which, after my concussion. Which was everybody was getting concussed yeah. oh, in it. It, yeah. was, it was that. I mean, it's part wow. of paying your dues. It was that. So God <laughs> love Cue Ball Carmichael. <laughs> love him. Classic. But he built us a freaking deck <laughs> that was harder than the floor. Yeah. Uh, All right. You well, know, so. you went on, though, to become four-time tag team champions at MCW. So <laughs> you was got that past all, that. Was that four-time, though? Four. Was it some? With no, it was uh, seven. Right? Well, so it was seven. seven. Six. As well, with with, with yeah, side swipe as your partner. Four, four with a uh, swipe. Yeah, four, four, four for you, too. Really? Right. Right. Four times. Yeah. Four times, yep. Yeah, so. y'all, were, y'all were like one of the solid teams. We had a great tag they team were division. One of the, yeah, they were, uh, they were one of the definitely the, the cornerstone had, teams. Early. I was with TQM at the time, mm-hmm. so we had uh, Chad and Dino and, and Q-Ball and Jimmy Cicero. So we were, yeah, it was a lot of teams. Yeah, mm-hmm. both we of them always, worked we you guys always, you were a team multiple that, times. You're in that from a promoter standpoint, you were a team that you were believable. You were always over whether you t- were face or heel. Mm-hmm. So, like, you were dependable. Like, that's probably why you were four-time tag champs because we could always go back to you. Yeah, I If something happened, we needed a team, one guy gets hurt, one guy's leaving, one guy's quitting, like, and you guys were mm-hmm. always there, so you're that dependable. And you have right. teams, you always have people um, that you could always go back. Like, we can always go back to the Ghetto Mafia and put the tag belts right. on them. Right. right. You know? Well, you know, for me, when I first came in, and I actually just looked this up, the first MCW match I ever saw in my life was an opener featuring the Ghetto Mafia versus the Backseat Boys. Oh, yeah. And oh, this wow. was the first time that I'd ever seen the Backseat Boys, the Philly, you know, Trent Acid, mm-hmm. R.I.P., and Johnny Cashmere. And to me... The Ghetto Mafia were like the gatekeepers because they were kind of, you know, trying to get to tag team championship level. Right. They had to go through y'all first in a hot opener. And I'll never forget that was like. Plus that was we a, had to put them over too, so. <laughs> well, yeah, that's just the way it is. But um, I, I, I remember uh, that, that kind of opened my eyes to like the style of wrestling from the Indies because all I knew up until that point was WWE. So, But yeah, you guys, but you guys beat the Hardys. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you pinned Jeff Hardy. Didn't you pin Jeff Hardy? Yeah. Yeah, well, I did. I, 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 I did. did. Yeah, he did. I think I hit him with the belt. Mm. Me too, with the belt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he did, but he, <laughs> both, he knocked both you guys out. And that's kind of how we add like you guys as a team, like Orville. You were always a little more limited too, with like what you did. You, what, but what, what he did. did when he got his part, his part was all. That's what's always, great about yeah. wrestling. That's what's mm-hmm. great about uh-huh. wrestling. You know, you know what I'm saying, yeah, right? It, you know, it, it goes back to what Tudo said. I always use the analogy of like beef stew. 
Like you can't just have beef and a beef stew. You got to have potatoes and onions and tomato, yeah. and, and and that could be comedy wrestling and gimmicks and funny stuff. And it, but it all makes the show. And like, that was Orville. Like all of your parts, you did. Mm-hmm. It. You know yeah. what I mean? You did your parts. Mm-hmm. You nailed it. Like you guys just. Sometimes you put people together and you put them together and it doesn't work. Sometimes you, I mean, that was your longevity because it worked. Like you right. guys clicked mm-hmm. as a team, yep. like from the, from the point of not just having your matches and having good matches and always being able to depend on you as a promoter and put the belts on you if we needed to, but you got over. Right. Like yeah. whether it was a face or heel, you guys could go out there, you guys could go baby face or heel and you could get over. You always, you you accomplish what you needed to from a promoter standpoint when we send you out and you're a general uh, a soldier right. and like go accomplish this it's first match you know what mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. be a baby faces get over let the heels get mm-hmm. up on you get the win get the pop to start the show off like you would do it like yeah. you you did what we needed right. you to do as a right. general exactly. make the out. crowd in yep. alabama hate you you know <laughs> yeah. all of that right they yeah. did go it well too far almost <laughs> cause a race riot yeah. <laughs> you gotta draw the line somewhere yeah. Yeah, but that's some interesting stuff, I tell you. But eventually, uh, real quick, doesn't mean to cut you off. Eventually, uh, Sideswipe, you kind of, uh, you know, left for a little bit, I remember. Like, you know, all these great memories that we're talking about, four tag team reigns together. Eventually, there was a split, and Dope, you started going on your own thing. And Sideswipe, I think you originally were like, the heavy for Marcus Jordan? Didn't they kind of have you as a supermodel? Or oh, yeah, you that's were, right. I, that's yeah. I don't remember that. You yeah, were going through personal that. stuff. Right. You exactly. were having, he was having a lot of personal. And we had to kind of right. write, write him out. Yeah, but, he just um, needed time. His head wasn't in it, which happened. You know what I mean? Right. He just yeah. uh, wasn't into training, wasn't into just personal stuff. Right. Change that. of address or something yeah. like that. You're funny. Went into uh, the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mark, hey, 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 Mark, gonna tell it, man. Kudo's gonna tell it. Moving into a much bigger house. Yeah. I forget what her name was. But, yeah, but that, that kind of led into a new chapter of the Ghetto Mafia. Uh-huh. Um, and that involved uh, another OG from MCW's mm-hmm. past. Keenan Creed, Creed. Mm-hmm. who yeah. eventually became your tag team partner. We want to hear a little bit about that chapter in the. The story of the ghetto mafia, but we do need to take one more break. So stay with us, fans. We're going to be right back here with Sideswipe and Two Dope, the OG Ghetto Mafia. All right, we are back with the Ghetto Mafia, joined here with Larry and Dan. So when we left, we were talking about your reign as MCW Tag Team Champions. Yep. Now, you didn't just stay in MCW. Um, you... We talked about Sideswipe. You took a little break. You got a new tag team partner, Keenan Creed. Mm-hmm. And then what happened next? The two of you went on beyond MCW. Well, I, well, it was actually me and Sideswipe. Oh, it was? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So yep. it was before the break. Yeah. All right. Got yep. it. Uh, we, we went to a, a, a group in um, based in L.A. called um, UWA. A. UWA. UW. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That, was that tryout? Did we go to New Jersey or something yep. for the Monster yep. Factory? Yep. That's right. The New Urban Jersey Monster Factory for it. Yeah. That's right. I yep. forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was the first version. That was the prequel the, to... The first of the... Yeah. 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 And was this the version that was on TV or we, we're not there yet? Yeah, that's the version. It, okay. it, it made yeah. TV. Yeah, it yeah. made TV. Right, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Okay. Um, I got a couple VHS tapes of it in a box somewhere. I swear to God. RJ taped them I'm glad he, yep, did. he did. I'm glad I he did. I have them. <laughs> well, yeah. Apparently, you know, it was uh, me and Orville and uh, Marcus and Orlando, and uh, 
we all went to, we all did a tryout at, in Jersey at the Marston Factory and uh mm-hmm. so we we got hired by them and uh we were, they had a B team and an A team so we was a part of the A team so they flew us out there and uh, put us up in um hotel and uh we was I think we was each time we would go out there we were out there for like mm-hmm. a month or two at a time right. so it was like we had to um, practice every day. We even That's right. I forgot yeah. you guys kind of lived out there. I yeah, totally forgot I hated that. it. But we had to practice every day. Uh, we was only off on Sundays, and we had to go to acting class. Wow. I remember. Did you like it, Ty I forgot all about that. I liked it. Yeah? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, yeah LA, this cool. wasn't my, my, my thing. But, I, I mean, I got used to it after a right. while. Cause I, was, I was getting – I was really homesick. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, we, uh, so we would do the acting class. We had some acting coach, and then we after we get done with that, then we'll we start training, and it was like eight hours a day, rehearsing the matches over and over again, wow. practicing promos over and over again, and uh, that part I didn't mind. It's the the acting had us doing uh um, denning commercials and mm-hmm. some scripts from some stupid TV show and. Sh- <laughs> Hey, it had nothing to do with who we were supposed to be. Right, to right. Cry what was no your character reason. like there? Um, pretty much the same. Pretty much same. Yeah, right. we uh, we did wrestled. they let you keep Ghetto Mafia or did they? No, we we street had to soldiers. we had to yeah they, street soldiers street they changed soldiers because they wanted to own the rights. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Gotcha. So that was that was fun. So that was like a um, hip hop versus wrestling thing, and then right. they, they had a DJ and. Um, they had a couple of uh, rappers involved, and apparently Black they Rob. say um, Shaquille O'Neal was supposed to have been one of the uh, investors, and uh, they was trying to get like Will Smith, but they were trying to launch the show, and because the show was coming on uh, UPN, and they mm-hmm. was trying to get it on um, BET at the time. Right, I remember yeah. they were trying to BET was the target. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. But um, shoot, checks was good, and then. They start bouncing after <laughs> oh, a yeah. while. And then much like everything, yeah, the yeah. checks uh-huh. start bouncing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so then you come back from that, and then how long was the was the the UWF? What was, how was that time frame? That was the one Steve Carroll. Yeah, well, I was actually out of wrestling by then when you had called me about that, and that was in 2011. Man, time flies. Yeah. That was 10 years ago. Yeah. Wow. I hadn't wrestled yep. in years when, when you made that call. Uh-huh. and um, But that was a fun trip. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, and that version of the Ghetto Mafia that was in the UWF was you and Keenan Creed. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, to kind of go back and touch uh, from earlier on the show, I guess, cultural appropriation issues, I guess this would be classified as. I remember Keenan did not want to do like the, he didn't want to do the stereotypical. Like, no, ghetto. no, no, no. He, he did was, not want to do it. No, he was totally remember against that? Yeah, it. I do. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. totally against it. Mm-hmm. And I, I because took because he had been that wrestler, Keenan Creed, Shamrock Cup winning. He was um, a cruiserweight. He wanted yeah. to do the he didn't want to do that. He didn't want to do that stereotypical yeah. gimmick. Yep. Well, and and like yeah. I told him, I took real offense to it because number one, I'm not like that. So, and I also told him when you go through the curtains, you can hear a pin drop, which is true. So. Yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. Just, you know what I mean. He lacked that. He lacked that personality. He was a great wrestler. Yeah, but he did lack that personality of being really like right. over. Yeah, he had um, good music. His his entrance yeah. music yeah. was good. Like, but, it, but, but, you, but, but have the when charisma. he adapted that and when he yeah. agreed to do it, mm-hmm. 
holy crap, you guys hit, you had another yeah. home run. You yeah. reinvented while mm-hmm. you had stepped out. Yeah. You reinvented and, and it was refreshed good for him. to get him off. And, and it was good. Yeah. And he was yeah. like good at it. Because yep. I, remember, I remember it being an issue. And I remember having the conversation with him about it. So I could, I remember not being able to believe two months later when you guys went out and did it and he just was all in on it, how good it was mm-hmm. and how good he was and how just you guys flowed as a team. It just refreshed the team yep. and it was like a brand new team, mm-hmm. but yep. it just, yeah. and you, it was a home run. I didn't expect him to be <laughs> it as was good as run. he was with it. Yeah, it was yeah. a home run. Yep. Like once he jumped into it, it mm-hmm. was... And then all then he was into it. Yeah. Because then you guys were like off and running. You were yeah. having yeah. Great matter of fact, when I stopped wrestling, he was still wrestling with the gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Yeah. He was actually he was actually pretty good at it. But um yeah, I mean, you know, I'm like it's a it's a business. It's a work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and you guys all hit it. And then Sideswipe would slide in from time to time mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, over the next couple. I of tell years. you, I do like the I do like that three man thing, yeah. along with Keenan and Swipe. And uh, I was always a fan of it. So when like you know the Wyatt family and the Shield and all them mm-hmm. started bringing mm-hmm. it back, I always liked the trios. Mm-hmm. Yeah, six man. Yeah, so you can you play guys, off of it so much. You can yeah. so much you can do with it. You can switch the teams. The up. new day, right. you got to give them props yeah. for really being yeah. one of the big teams that kind of brought it back in to mm-hmm. focus. Yeah, um, yeah, some, that's some fun stuff, and it's, it could be very entertaining as far as promos and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that UWF. Was the same. It was basically the same concept. Yeah. What was it? Urban wrestling. Federation yeah, it was urban wrestling. I think yeah. it was kind of like yeah, just a, urban wrestling a polished version of what y- y'all had been involved yeah. with out there in yeah. LA. Um, and who knows? I've been hearing a lot of talks about the UWF resurfacing. I know that they've like repurposed those shows like two times over now. They've done the shows again with different names. Um, I keep hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. So you can um, catch it on a lot of the you streaming know, it, services. It may have been before. It, it may have been something that before social media. It may have been before its time. I think now so. There's, there's mm-hmm. so many different types of I content. Think so. I think that's one of the reasons when you get right down to it, where like wrestling doesn't have as many eyes on it as it used to. It's just so many types. Well, so many different things of content. You know, you can flip on Amazon Prime and Netflix, and it's just so many different types mm-hmm. of content. You might be able to find that niche. I think so because it was like it's like Lucha Underground before Lucha mm-hmm. Underground. You yeah. know what I mean? Where yeah. it's all sorts it's of a hip hop version. Yeah, stuff going on outside of the ring. I uh, I liked it. I I, I liked it. I, I enjoyed doing it. It definitely is one of the top five moments in my 19 year career to date. Uh, was being able to announce you and Quentin and Ruckus and people from Maryland in mm-hmm. the Hammerstein Ballroom. I actually lost my job with Dragon Gate USA to take that opportunity, not because I really believed in the UWF as much as it was going to be a lot of MCW guys involved in it and our opportunity to really shine in that grand arena. Too bad there was only like 33 people there for that taping uh, that we did. That was, yeah. They were were calling. They didn't want to do anything. That was the one thing where I was offering them so many suggestions two and three days out to like just go I didn't understand that I was like well all that matters is the TV go Mm -hmm. give let's go give away a couple thousand tickets on the street it's a different let's just give 
ten thousand tickets. Get me and that's well because we were there three four days ahead of time. Yeah, and, and they, they were just they just did nothing. It was like yeah, it was like thirty people. Wow. Yeah, Steve Carroll didn't care about a crowd. He just cared about the content. But right. and I tried to ex- that was the one thing I tried to like like you guys got me as a wrestling promoter. It's the one thing that I argued with them on that I just didn't understand. Like okay, you don't care about the crowd. But the guys in the ring are going to feel the crowd. Right. Yeah. The guys in the ring are uh, guys and girls in the ring aren't going to feel it right. if we don't have anybody there. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was a uh, it was definitely it was definitely a covid era show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they socially distanced without yeah. knowing yeah. to do it. Yeah. Like it was a big Hammerstein ballroom, 30 people. It wow. was it was like a it was like a pandemic show. Yeah, it started like off with about saw. 30 people, and then they actually took you up on your offer, and they did go right outside to on the street and start just saying, hey, while you guys were starting. While right. the show started. But I was like two or three days out. I was mm-hmm. like, let's take – because remember, we were going to – That was smart. That was really I said, smart. we're a bunch of the guys, while they're sitting there not filming, just print me – because they were using Ticketmaster. I said, just print me 10,000 comps, and let me just go out – Mm-hmm. And give them out a couple days ahead of time. <clears throat> That's what we used to do yeah. in yeah. CW. You know, it would have it, it really would have filled that joint up. Yeah, yeah. Well, then yeah. after that, they went on to do um, another show at the uh, club, a nightclub. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and that actually worked with only thirty people being yeah. there because mm-hmm. it wasn't the grand, you know, ballroom yeah, right. of the mm-hmm. Manhattan. It was more Center. grittier than. Yeah. Too. The most memorable moment of those couple days, though, was for me was getting lunch in that deli, and I'm standing there. Paying for my food, and I have this voice, and I'm looking up, and Daryl Strawberry is standing <laughs> in front of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that was like marked out. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, New yeah. York is real easy to just cross yeah. paths with anybody. Yeah, everybody else was all calm about it, and I'm like, look around, Daryl Strawberry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Everybody else was all calm because I said something to you, and you're like, yeah, so what? <laughs> Daryl Strawberry. Yeah, I probably made some inappropriate joke about crack cocaine yeah, I or something. Did. I think he did. Like, see if he's holding or something like that. Yeah, I think he did. I think he did. Yeah. I just, but I just, I got a picture with him. Yeah, I, I, we did too. It was uh, me, Keenan, and uh, Napalm, and that's right, because Napalm oh. was even Napalm up there. Was you bought Napalm then. up yeah, there, trying to get him a spot. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, all those. And Derek was there. Mm-hmm. Dee Edwards was a yep. uh, yeah. the ref. Yeah. Yeah, so that was what, what you know, Dragon Gate USA at the time was a, a big kind of uh, elevation in my career. But, you know, at the end of the day, I just wanted to be with the home teams. With and the it was a boys, good time. You know? Yeah, we good. did. Yeah, we had a great time. time. And the checks were great for that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember at the time. Yeah, they were. They were. So where here we are now. What are you guys up to? Um. Living, living. <laughs> Same thing. Father Time catching up with all of us. Oh my time. goodness, yeah. hell, TDA. Yeah, dude. It's hard to believe the stuff we're talking about was ninety-seven. Was twenty-four. Man, there was, was some good times though. Gracious, yeah. yeah. Do you think? Do you think you still have any gas in the tank? Could either? Would y'all want to go one last time? Mm, if I if 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 I uh, committed to to get in the ring. I think I probably could get carried one time. <laughs> <laughs> About three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> something quick. Yeah, yeah something quick. quick. Well, wait, didn't you guys do the Bruiser Strong Rumble? Yes, we two did. Two years ago? Yeah. yeah how All right, that was two hurting? years ago. Um, I, w- I was more nervous than anything. I, you know, I, you know, I... Like were the people gonna remember you or pop? That and they did. Yeah. They popped as soon as your music yeah, hit. They yeah, totally yeah. did. It was pretty cool. I, yeah. I really appreciate that too. That yeah. they did. Yeah, we they have did. a lot of long-term fans. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. 
because you see, you think, you know, you got <clears throat> four or 500 fans, which doesn't seem like it's many. You know what I mean? You wouldn't think, but it's, it's so many of them are so like go all the way back. You know, there's a lot yeah. of like Greg Papalukas's and oh, yeah, like that yeah. that and you know, real cool guys. You know, what's crazy to me is that those fans, the Greg Papalukas's, if we ever had him on the cast, he'd be able to tell you every title change, oh, like yeah, how yeah. you guys came stuff. together. A, that yeah, might be a good idea. Stuff. He would, um, we might, uh, John over here, though, might not be happy about. They might start dueling. Can they oh, just yeah? play? Can they just play MCW trivia? Yeah, they yeah. might. They might start dueling over. We'll do it like Jeopardy or something. I guess the point I'm trying to make is the same way that you have like the WWE fans that can go all the way back in the record books and the history mm-hmm. books and tell you all that stuff. We've got a loyal fan base as well. The faithful, yeah. I like mm-hmm. to call oh, them, yeah. the MCW oh, faithful. Yeah. Uh, that and can Greg Papa Lucas is definitely one of those guys. That's right. Yeah. Greg, Charles Donahue, Daryl, the doctor, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Several of them are coffee club members, and, you know, their support has helped us here. Get this cold brew. Yeah. Now we're switching to cold brew. I'm still doing that. Plus, there's some good good conversations, too, having with them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we appreciate the support. Yeah, yeah. it's always good running into those Mm -hmm. guys. So, life after wrestling. It's been good to you. <laughs> you still follow. You still and you still kind of pop up. I oh mean, yeah, yeah, man. Too dope on a personal level. Talk pretty regularly. Yeah, um, yeah. We just we about shoot. the ongoing. Yeah, we shoot the stuff all the time. You know. Yeah. 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 Probably conversations we can't have here. Oh, for but, sure. Uh, but, um, <laughs> very, very crazy conversations <laughs> <laughs> but about I mean, our exes. Well, that's what happens with family. You can have those crazy conversations. Yes, like Dope said, we instantaneously become kind of this this bond. Uh huh. uh, You know that is just unbreakable. Um, And then the scary thing is, is when there is a break in the bond, then you really kind of are like, well, what's going on with this guy? Because you know, if they've kind of left the wrestling family, then you want to check on them more. You don't want to forget about them totally just because they're not a part of our extended family. Right. 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 Um, you know, and and the thing is, man, you can't escape it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just right. you just can't. You just can't. Well, it sucks you back in for uh-huh. one thing or another. Whether it's whether it's like a show to come back and do a show, or it's some like RJ's passing, mm-hmm. someone that was exactly. like a core that was you know that <clears throat> that kind of like brought everybody back. Oh yeah. Uh, it oh, was yeah. like um you know like RJ passing kind of just sucked so many people back. Yep. Even if momentarily. Yeah. Um, yep. For something, just because you you create those bonds, and those are bonds that that yeah, uh, they're unbreakable. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they last forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go back to the days. Remember the days where we'd we'd start out like <clears throat> in the in the, in bone breakers, and we'd train, and then we'd all jump in my mom's minivan and drive around and put posters up. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, <clears throat> put posters up and Jack Adonis. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a like cool that dude. Was yeah, he was a character. Do you remember picking up the drunk guy? Were you uh, with us that night? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> We picked up the drunk guy and made him put posters out. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I, I, I definitely wasn't. He, there. he was probably like 60. Oh, no. Yeah, we were driving around <laughs> RJ, Axel, Shamrock, Earl the Pearl. I thought you were there. But um, yeah, we picked this guy up in Glen Burr, and then we would get him out. <laughs> we would make him get out with a staple gun, like, because he had to go to Annapolis. Oh, he was hitchhiking. <laughs> outside a bar <laughs> and uh, we were like we'll take you home but you gotta put some posters out oh, wow. So, wow. but when he got out there were some posters and we, we took off and left him a couple times and then would like circle back and we're like we're yeah. just kidding come on <laughs> <get it." laughs> we, yeah, we eventually took him home I thought you were there oh, wow. I thought you were there I, I remember flyering huh? so I had only lived in Baltimore a couple of years 
when I signed up at Bonebreakers. And I remember going on those flyering nights and stuff. And I was like, where are they taking me? Like, I've never been to any of these places. Like, <laughs> I really, I didn't know. I had to have explained to me, like, how the Beltway worked. Like, I didn't understand. Like, because right. I'm not from here, you know? So oh, I just yeah, didn't know. So all I know is I caught on really quickly. Like, when we would assign, like, who was going where to flyer, I always would pick that shopping center where David's Bridal was because it was, like, well lit. Because some of the places, <laughs> some of the places I was going, I was like, all right, I'm like in alleys. Like we're parking in like alleyways, and we're like flyering. Uh, I yeah. So for for the non Baltimore person, I was just completely like I didn't. You know, this is before GPS. Like uh-huh. I got MapQuest in my car. You know, yeah, like I printed thing. up where mm-hmm. I was going, and I'm like, no one's ever gonna find me. Like I'm <laughs> not that I thought something bad was gonna happen. I right. legit didn't know where I was, and I had an SUV, so everybody like piled into the back of my car because I could fit seven people, and I'm like. I don't know where I am. Like, and I'd never <laughs> seen it, but I know I'd, I always would volunteer. I'll take that shopping center was because that I knew it. I could get, it was on and off the beltway and I knew I could get there. Was, was that, was that the SUV that you, um, you hit the, <laughs> hit the light post in the middle of the empty okay, parking lot? The light, yeah, it was like a, it, it worked. I remember that. In my yeah, we can put it up. Completely empty parking lot. Yeah. Oh, uh, and that Tara was when Mickey James post. had those spikes on her on her <clears throat> um, gear, and uh, they were like the football pads with like the spikes on them, right? And they go flying out of the back. <laughs> yeah. All right. So maybe I got distracted. That was also the same car that we were in Philly. And I threw my soda out, but the window was still rolled up. <laughs> yeah. I, think you were the, I think you were in the car for that, too. That before. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, we all got doused with a little bit of that soda. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the best in the morning. I've never been a morning person. So. But, yeah, those were those were fun times. But, yeah, we do. We form these bonds, you oh, know, yeah. that just yeah. transcends time and, you know, events and everything. And we can all pull back together and, you uh-huh. know, reunite and, you and just, stuff. It's just nonstop laughter, too. Yep. Yeah. Are either of you guys like actively watching any wrestling that's going on? Oh yeah, I keep. <coughs> what do you watch? I watch. Uh, sometimes I catch Ring of Honor and um, AEW and NXT. yeah, I think AEW. It seems you know I see I seem to like watching that a little more than WWE. Um, really nowadays? Yeah, I, I kind of like it a little bit more. Um, maybe it's so much. I feel like WWE's putting out so much content. I, I think it's like hard to follow. Because it's so much content. Mm-hmm. It is. I, I do like yeah. NXT, though. I, I, yeah, that's Yeah, true. That I do good. like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping up with it. Do we have any fan questions for them? Uh, we do not, but we want to uh, take a break and talk about the uh, what is going, going on, on in wrestling. Yeah, yeah we're yeah, going to do yeah. our you guys stick around for that? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So so let's do our round up. Absolutely. So let's do that. last break. All right. All right, and we are back, episode 23 on the 23rd, and we left off with, um, you know, if you if you catch up on the goings-on of the professional wrestling universe to this day, and you were saying you catch up on a little Ring of Honor, I think that's really significant because in I maybe I've mentioned this on the cast before, but Ring of Honor is the last wrestling that's just on TV. Mm-hmm. And that's what we all grew up with, being able to tune on regular TV. And what I mean by that is not have cable, not have the internet, mm-hmm. just have over-the-air reception. Um, and I guess to call, you know, to really hammer it forth, if you don't have enough money to be able to afford the WWE Network or Peacock or, or whatever, you can at least watch some wrestling 
um, and Ring of Honor. So, Dope, you said you, you watched some Ring of Honor. Any Anybody impress you in particular that you've been seeing on the uh, uh, on the broadcast? Well, I, I'm, st- I'm still a Jay Lethal fan. I'm, I still like him. Um, of course, the Briscoes. What about our guys? Soldiers uh, yeah, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Joe Keys. Ken Dixon getting a little shine on mm-hmm. there. And Dante, mm-hmm. Caballero Dante Caballero as well. Caballero. Yeah. yeah. Well, talk Dante about uh, even getting TV time. I have seen him. I've seen him featured a, a few times on the the ROH. I watch ROH. Um, it comes on like kind of late at night, so it's like the last thing I have on my TV uh, before I close my eyes. It comes eyes. on pretty often too. Yeah, they yeah. got it worked yeah. into the rotation, yeah, they, and they fill it. Like Sinclair is pretty smart about how they mm-hmm. they handle it if they need extra time because they own the content. They don't have to pay royalties on it. Yeah. yeah. So, any thoughts on Jonathan Gresham? Dope. Um, I like that match he had with Joe Keys. That was phenomenal. But I, 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 I'm a fan of his. I think, kind of like a, remind me of a Dean Malico a little bit. Yeah, yeah. like a real shooter. Yeah. Straight Speaking shooter. of Joe Keys, yeah. he, uh, he was on um AEW Dark Elevation. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Joe Keys getting mm-hmm. getting. He's he's uh. I think Joe Keys is one of those guys that's. You, I see him pop up on a lot of indie posters now too. He's kind mm-hmm. of. He's starting to find that groove. And yeah, get making that, some waves, making yeah. some waves, and yeah, kind of trending a little bit, mm-hmm. getting a little buzz. Good for him, probably because he was featured right here on the MCW cast, right? Or on cast, MCW yeah. Breakthrough in a great That's match true. with Leo, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. So, how about this? I want to throw this out there, and we've talked about this in the past, uh, right here on the MCW cast. But I remember leading into Mania, I had mentioned two names that I want to see a clash, and that being. Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. I'm a big fan. I wanted to see that. I think yeah. we all want to see it, and we oh, all yeah. want to see it now while they still can, can deliver. So, you know? so what do you? Th- I mean, the buzz is SummerSlam, maybe so, like they put Brock Lesnar back on the. So the buzz is that, is that they've mentioned Brock's name several times on the broadcast, and you know some of the really you know pundits of watching and and knowing what's going to happen or predicting it say they wouldn't be saying his name unless there's some possibility oh, yeah. there's the potential that he's going to be back. Um, so with WWE moving back towards crowds, can you imagine? Well, SummerSlam is mm-hmm. going to have fans, right? That's have right they, oh, in yeah. Vegas. Sure. Yeah, sure. the Vegas. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. full and, capacity um, probably. Oh yeah. yeah, full capacity. Well, they're going up against a pretty significant they got boxing. A big, it's a big weekend now. Yeah. yeah. So is it a UFC or boxing? I'm not sure I if it's UFC. It's, uh, I think it's boxing. But you know what? It's like, uh, yeah, it's, it um, is UFC, I believe. No, no, it's no. um, it's a uh, Mayweather's uh, Pacquiao, Pacquiao's oh, yeah, fighting. Right, yeah, that's right, it's that's Pacquiao right. in Vegas. Yeah, it's, that's um, right. I, I'm a fan of that, and I, I think I, I hope it happens, and I hope it happens for Bobby Lashley. It kind of puts the exclamation point on him mm-hmm. as champion, and I hope he wins. I hope it's. I feel like it's his time, and really kind of puts an exclamation point um, on, on him on on Lashley. You know, yeah, him as a top yeah. guy. Yeah. I but love MVP with him, too. I mean, yeah. Perfect. Good I game. love MB- I love MVP with him, but I always kind of resent a little bit that that was Leo's role first. Like, I really think Bobby Lashley got his relevance back, not by just coming after his Impact's day, but when he was with Leo and they started the almighty Lashley. Right. Lashley. So a little bit, you know, because Leo's our homegrown, you know, you know, star, I'm like, gosh, man, that – you know, Leo could be doing that role uh-huh. too, but you know, uh, MVP came back at the Royal Rumble, got a huge reception, and is one of the best talkers out there. Yeah. So yeah. you Talk know, yeah, and and Leo's doing you know relatively yeah. well. He's going to be fine post WWE, but yeah, uh, 
I, I love MVP. I love what they're doing with uh, Kofi and stirring um, up the. Sh- oh yeah, oh yeah, that was masterfully done. Yes, you know, yes. um, so uh, Dan, if you just MVP kind of with his machinations backstage of trying uh-huh. to split the the new day up and kind of doing get a good them. job at it too. Oh yeah, so, yeah, it's right. compelling. Oh, by the way, oh before I leave, yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> very good, very good. So yeah, yeah, good yeah stuff they, are they heading there. towards maybe a split there with the new day? I would say it's probably time. It's probably time. Well, yeah. you know, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if it's not if it's it, Woods turning on Kofi. That's where the swerve happens, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. Woods does deliver a really good, you know, raised eyebrow. It makes him look very villainous. As a matter of fact, uh-huh. you know, you got to watch for little hidden messages like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, when yeah, they're yeah, doing yeah. the, uh, you know, the um, the filming of it. Um, what about AEW? You see anyone, uh, you know, besides our guys that are being featured on Dark, anyone in AEW that kind of captivates um, you? And I like AEW. I, 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 I like what they're doing with Jungle Boy and uh, – Kind of a fan, of, you know, of uh, Orange Cassidy. Although I'm an old school guy, but a lot kind of, of <laughs> a lot of old school guys do not like Orange Cassidy's whole gimmick. I know, I know, yeah. but it, I, you know, it's like I be, you know, I became a little, you know, I'm coming down a little bit. I'm a little older, and I'm finding, I'm finding more entertainment with wrestling these days. Mm-hmm. Hey, like, uh, brother, you know, at, at the end of the day, the reception he gets from the crowd yeah. by doing something like putting his hands in his pocket. <laughs> right. When they were at the that last pay-per-view yeah. they did, just a huge ovation yeah. in the main event against Kenny Omega and Pac just because Orange yeah. Cassidy's doing his thing on the top ropes uh-huh. where you're not going to get my hands out of my pocket. <laughs> and it's like the spinach. It's like, you know, Popeye spinach. When he gets that, he's unstoppable. Yeah. So, you know, regardless of uh, if it's ruining the business or whatever, it, nothing's stopping that the, that crowd from reacting the way that they are. So right. we must well, be doing something right. And right. I'm also looking forward to seeing on Anderson's son work. Anybody That's seen crazy. Him? I've seen that picture with him. Yeah, around. I'm like, is it yeah. funny? <laughs> I see you see that like the meme going around. Like, could he could his son look any more like him? It's crazy. Right. Yeah. 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 All the guys' sons are getting hired. Has he Billy been training? training? And I, I, I he really must. Like, oh, yeah. He was born to it. You know, he yeah. probably was training. He got a tough right. tough pair of shoes to to fill. Yeah. 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 You know. All yeah. Right. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. all right, and lastly, uh, since we're just kind of wrapping it up here, um, yeah, are you, are you you stay up on anything that's going on on the indies, the true to life indies. We talked about a couple, you know, TV things, but do you ever like, uh, you know, scour the web and see what's going on on some of the like smaller level? I don't know. Um, let's see. I was I was watching some of that some of that British stuff. Okay, every now and again, the uh, NXT. Um, not 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 just the NXT stuff. Uh, that um, what's that uh, that group that um, Progress? No, help me out. No, um, uh, what culture? Bray, Wade Barrett was commentating for that group there. Okay, I think that's uh, what cultures? What culture pro wrestling's group? Oh, okay. I think so. WCCPW maybe. Wild World of Sports, I think it is. Okay, yeah. all right, right yeah. on. Yeah, I was I was watching that a little bit before the pandemic, and that was that was pretty cool. It was some good stuff. So I don't I haven't checked in on it lately. Larry, you're the like out there on the indies. I mean, they're pretty much all opening back up, right? Everything's pretty much opening everything up. is getting back to business as usual. It's starting to sort of trickle in. More fans are being at shows. They just did. Uh, Even I saw did did California completely open up? Did I see something online that the governor? completely i think they finally rolled back they were the first ones to initiate and they were the you know finally they caught up to everyone else so yeah california's back 
back to life, back to reality. Mm. Um, which still I kind of enter into that with a little bit of trepidation with sure. like, you know, we still are learning so much and, you know, you still hear about new waves. But it's uh-huh. kind of funny that, uh, you know, our former president was like, a, you know, you're going to see overnight it's, it's going to be gone. It's and gonna like gonna a miracle, yeah. it's going to, you know, be gone. Yeah, and it took away. a little bit longer than overnight. He said the day after the election, uh, it'll you'll, everyone will stop talking about it. And it took a little while, but, you know, now we're still talking about it, but we're talking about it in a more favorable light, like yeah. by July 4th, July 4th, you know, so. I, mean, I, I think it's time to get, get on with it. You know what I mean? I'm ready to right. get back to life a little bit, you know? Yeah, but yeah. then don't you feel kind of jaded because, you know, like, did we was it all w- worth it you know like well i think like there was so much unknown about it you know for like i was at the emergency room for a respiratory infection a couple weeks ago and it's so like it was just as like boom 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 like that was something right away they pulled me aside they test you know what i mean they right. test me like 15 minutes later they're like no you're good you're covid you know what i mean i think i mean if you look you know it, one of the reasons now is it's so I think hospitals and any healthcare facilities are trained so much in it. They know so much more about it. There's so much more treatments. It's just yeah. kind of like you mm-hmm. kind of along with everything else. I I mean, you know, it's hard to say back then. You look back like there was everything was unknown. So, I mean, you know, there was, you know, they thought what was the estimations like 30 million people were going to die or something like yeah. that at first. So I guess when that, you know, I mean. It's hard to look back, but what it, are we at now? Like six hundred k in the United in States, the, yeah. in the U.S., but yeah. worldwide, there's millions. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Worldwide. Yeah. So. Well, and the, you know, and there's the variants that, of course, have to be, mm-hmm. you know, they. Oh yeah. Whatever's going on in the U.K. now, they think that's going to be the dominant strain, and for the vaccinated people, that's okay. But for the unvaccinated people, yeah. are yeah. we going to see a second wave? So I don't know. It's mm. but you're right. They they didn't know as much, you know, before, and now we're learning, and you know. I think we're seeing that we can safely reopen and do some things, you know, if we put some things in place. But if you go back and you open everything up and then you tell everybody, oh, put the mask back on, it's not going to go well because people have dug their heels in and have politicized masks. So they're not going to go, even if it, you know, aligns with what science says. Hey, new variant, put your mask on while we figure it out because that's what we did before. They're just not going to go for it. Some people aren't, you know, but they're going to be like, we're back to birthday mask. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're gonna be like, we're back at WWE Live screaming for. Well, there's you know? also variables there too. You got people that had worked their whole lives, and and because of this, like, we're wiped out. You know, right. I, yeah. it's hard. It's easy for someone to have an opinion, but I know several people that had worked for 30 years on a business that's gone, yeah. gone mm. because of it. So how how can you judge them or judge their feelings on it when they had their entire livelihood of decades of work just wiped out because of it? So but that's where those frustrations yeah. and all come in that. Because there was overreaction on some stuff, on some stuff. For and the there paper. Was, where, right. And they've even said, hey, we, we could have, like, we didn't have right. to shut down all businesses. Right. We could have done this differently. Right. But we That's just been admitted. We just didn't. didn't but unfortunately, yeah. the victims of a lot of those overreactions weren't the big corporations that have billions of dollars behind them. They were the mom and pop mom and shops pops, yeah. that, that, like, got by, you know, and, and were, had their businesses wiped out. Right. So it was, like, the unfortunately, the bigger... The bigger multi-billion dollar businesses didn't have any problem surviving it. Well, they were in a position, too, where they could invest quickly into new technologies and new formats and new modalities so that they could, if Mm -hmm. they were in sales or services Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, I never thought I'd see the day where I could 
you know, if I wanted to, I could order a margarita in a box at That's, a bar, and, like and to go. Right. I mean, like <laughs> you can't buy liquor on a Sunday here, but all right. of a sudden you can now. John, you know what I mean? John How'd that happen? About that a lot when it just came yeah. from the restaurants for the for the for John from Jimmy Seafood, the restaurants that he was helping downtown. A lot of the restaurants were, you know, these older restaurants that had been. He's like a lot of these guys. That's what John said. Like a lot of these restaurants, they they had their business, they had built it over 30, 40 years, but they didn't even have like a Facebook page, right? They didn't have social adapt, media, yeah. yet alone a web page, right? Or have an understanding of sign up to Grubhub mm-hmm. and stuff like yeah. that. Online so like they, ordering, right? Like they yeah. couldn't even. They they wow. had their they were setting their ways. Their business had ran this way for decades. They had fed right. their families. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it was like John was like, a lot of these businesses couldn't even register right. all of this change this quickly, and it's like change now or die. Right. It was right. survival of the fittest. And it was survival yeah. of the fittest. So it's yeah. like all those variables where frustrations and yeah, people and come in. And even if they had stayed open, then you had the people who weren't going to go out anyway. So like even if they had, st- you know, like if restaurants, for example, had stayed open, but then you have you know, orders to stay home or you have people who are right. sick or who are concerned, your business was going to drop off anyway. So yeah. it's, you know. I, I guess in fairness, you got to, in fairness to government or whatever, this had never happened. So like all the all the things they look back and say, yeah, we didn't have to do this. It was, I guess there's a blueprint now that right. they could, if something like this, hopefully if it didn't happen for decades, but if it's something like it did happen, there's maybe a more, a template that they could efficiently and effectively not shut right. down everybody and not turn off people's livelihood and be able to follow a template where they look back and go, okay, we did this wrong or that wrong. Mm-hmm. And well, you know, I mean, we, we weren't certainly weren't as an MCW. Like I've talked about this, like we had three streams of revenue and we weren't certainly prepared to have yeah. all three streams of revenue Immediately just gone, off, yeah. gone, you know? So. Yeah. Bill, that's what's going to lead me right to my uh, segue there. It's one mom and pop that kicked out of the global gimmick. And that was this one right here. Mm-hmm. Thanks oh, largely yeah, in part to our fans, the MCW yeah. faithful that have supported the MCW cast. And there was a couple months where me and Dennis were having these tough discussions. Yeah. You know, we were going to just, we were going to pack everything up and put it in a storage facility to not drain our bank account and just wait. Um, we that was the school. Everything we that were just we were actually putting it in motion to do it. Wow! Um, because we were just like we, we don't know what to do. Like, yeah, and know, others so. did do that. That yeah. is CZW story. They have been dormant since uh, uh, the pandemic started. But uh, uh, again. We haven't been. We've been rocking and rolling. And with yeah. that, this is uh, the 23rd edition of the MCW cast. I couldn't think of two more legendary OG guests for us to have with us. Thank you. Been two dope and sideswipe. Fans, that's just about going to wrap it up for this edition. You know that you can catch us every Tuesday at 8 right here for another exciting edition of the MCW cast. For Dan and Tara and our guests, the Ghetto Mafia, I'm Larry Legend. We'll see you next Tuesday.